Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to the Owner to Owner podcast. My name is Felicia Harris and I will be your host this morning. Now, you already know, owning a company is complex. There's a zillion moving parts. And when you bring employees into the picture, things get even more complex. Whether you have one employee or 10,000 employees, it can be a challenge to keep it all running smoothly. And that's where everything HR come in. We do one thing, HR. We're human capital experts. We're problem solvers. We make things simpler. And this complimentary podcast will provide you with the latest HR trends. Whether you do business in your home state or across the United States, you'll be able to call in and speak with HR professionals about the issues that keep you up at night. But more importantly, you'll hear best practices from other business owners that have been in your shoes. And this episode is no exception. Today we have with us a guest that is going to talk to us about providing essentials for our business for today. And so I want to turn it over to Lynn and allow her to tell us a little bit about herself and a little bit about her business. And so without further ado, Lynn, welcome. Thank you, Felicia. It's really an honor to speak with you. Awesome. And so Lynn, give us a little bit of of your background and then tell us a little bit about your company. Sure. So I'm Lynn Galadner. I own and am chief creative officer of Your People, LLC. We are a marketing, communications, and public relations company in the Detroit area. We serve clients across the United States, and we focus on three essential details that help to grow business. The first one is storytelling. What is your story? What is the background to your company? Um, How did you come to be? And what makes you really unique and interesting? The second piece is relationships. So who do you have to connect with in mutually beneficial ways to grow your business and deepen what you do? And then the third thing, which really is the shining star, is purpose. We work with companies and schools and nonprofits and entrepreneurs to focus on doing something because it makes a difference, it makes the world better, as well as it makes money. And so that purpose drives everything we do, that that care for the greater good, for helping the community through their work. So those three elements have been our formula for growing business and building brand awareness. And um, it's worked for us. We've been in business for almost 13 years. Awesome, awesome. And so now you hit on something in the beginning there in reference to um, telling our story. Why is that important? Mm -hmm. It's really interesting because nowadays most of us don't truly need anything. And so we have our choice from a variety of companies and vendors when we want to make a transaction or a purchase. Um, And so there needs to be a, a higher purpose, a reason why we want to engage with a business. And that story is a crucial component to building that connection. So, you know, for instance, learning why a company exists and how they came to be, who the people are that drive it, those are really important elements that should tend to humanize the transactions that we engage in and help us to choose between one option or another. So, for example, when I started my business, I was a single mother of three very young children. And it was at the time when uh, the Great Recession was happening and the economy was really in a tailspin. So it was pretty dire times. And I was just trying to keep my family afloat. And I incorporated the, that detail of being a single mom of three young children into the story for my business, um, just because it was 
it was truth. It was the honest um, origin of what I was doing. And it really endeared people to me. There were people who engaged with the business because um, they admired that courage to start something new, to dare to go out there and create something that would feed my family, but also allow me to focus on my children and work around their schedules. And so that personal story, getting a little vulnerable, sharing some details from the personal behind the professional um, helped to differentiate me from the competition and it helped me find the right customers for me. And that's important for any business. They really need to know what their foundational narrative is. And most people don't understand that the real gems of their story come from being specific and detailed and daring to share a little bit of yourself, even if it's kind of uncomfortable at first. It is. And I, I, I have to think that everyone looks at individuals and feel as if everything worked out for them or they started something and everything always was perfect. And no one likes exactly. to talk about the mistakes or, you know, the struggles or anything like that that they may have or have had, and they just think success is just something that automatically happens overnight, and it's not. And so right. being able to make that part of your story gives someone the opportunity to resonate with your story and connect with you um, with the challenges and things that they have. Because, you know, I always, when we do trainings, I always tell everyone, anybody in anything that is successful, they've had failures. Mm-hmm. And it's the mm-hmm. failure that actually that they've overcome is that's what you really want to get to know. You want to really get to talk about how did you overcome this particular challenge because that's where you get the meat of everything. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, we connect on a human level. So when you you think about business, you know, there could be a big company, um, there could be a huge brand that's global, but you're not engaging with that global brand. You're engaging with a human being. And when you make business about human connection, it's far more successful. And so even if you think about, you know, a big purchase, like buying a car or buying a house, There are people in every step of that transaction that can make or break the experience. And so we need to focus on the human stories behind a business, make it personal. We tend to work with smaller companies and schools and universities and second stage as well. We don't, we don't work with the big global brands um, because we, we really want that human part of business and um, it keeps us busy, you know, but it's really about, building relationships through that storytelling that is is the anchor for the company and nurturing those relationships like you would in any relationship. You can't have a friendship that you just don't stay in touch with over the years. You're not going to have that deep of a relationship. And it's the same thing um, when marketing a, a business. You have to look at it as a relationship that has give and take, that has mutual benefits, not just look at me. It's what's in this for both of us. And, and there has to be some heart there. And um, that's, really, that's really what we do. So now when, you know, I guess, what is the process that you go through to get someone's story? How do you tell that's the That's a great onion? question. Yeah. So we have um, some worksheets that we work through with clients where we um, ask a series of questions. And some of, it are, some of them are basic where we're looking at, you know, how did this come to be? What's the history? Tell us about some of those, you know, high points and low points and and how you've developed over the years. And we go through that with them. We also talk aspirationally. So, you know, you might be perceived this way today, but how do you really want to be perceived? What are some words you want associated with your brand? Um, Because if we know that that's where we're headed, we we can tailor things in that direction. But then we also do our research. So we do usually an audit online and in real time to see what um, the the prevailing notions are about the organization. Um, And then we also conduct interviews with key constituents. So it could be board members, customers, alumni, faculty, you know, whoever it is, we want to speak with a nice cross section and um, ask them some key questions about the, the brand, about the organization. And we start to see some concepts emerge, some phrases that we hear over and over again. Um, And that starts to tell us reassuringly that um, 
this is the story for this brand. This is how people know about this organization and this is how they feel about it. And um, sometimes for the company itself and the company leaders, this is new information and it's really enlightening because it's helpful to hear both the good and the bad of how you're perceived out in the world so that you can work on it and um, you can deepen that connection as well. Awesome. So now once you've gone through that process and you've gone back and you've met with the owners, what do you do with that information at that point? Is it utilized in videos or, you know, other type of marketing material? What, what happens with that? Yeah, that's a great question. So we, we develop what we call foundational messaging, which is the anchor for all of your communications and marketing efforts. Um, and that usually includes a mission statement, a vision statement, a tagline, or maybe two taglines, depending on if you have multiple audiences. Um, and then we have about five to 10 paragraphs of that anchor content that is the story. This is your story. These are the details that we want and the words we want to use. Um, and then we usually also include some unique value propositions, a boilerplate, which can go on marketing pieces and press releases, and some testimonials that we've gathered from some of our interviews. So that's the package of foundational content or narrative. And then from there, we take that anchor content as inspiration and foundation for everything we do. So website, we start with that and we might pull from it to put on different pages and then embellish and, and elaborate from there. Um, we might use it for uh, marketing brochures or marketing materials in some way, um, ads for sure, for designing ads for a client. Um, and then um, whenever we want to um, prepare people for interviews with media, let's say, or um, you know, write blogs or things like that, we'll go back to that those concepts and those words and we'll incorporate them into the content. We usually work with clients to create editorial calendars for their marketing efforts for the year. So we look and we say, what are the content themes that we want to focus on? And every area of marketing will align with those themes so that we're really consistent because that consistency is so important. That's the whole purpose for developing your foundational narrative so that everybody is using the same words and the same concepts to talk about the business. Because then the repetition starts to build a brand and people start to know what you stand for. So if everybody has the language to talk about your business, they can do it really well and really with ease. And then customers start to know what you're all about and it's a win-win. It just sort of evolves from there. So um, we really try to help everybody on the team be conscious of what that story is, what the narrative is. And then um, we try to impress upon them as well that you know, really every job has a role in marketing. So even if you're not in the marketing department, if you represent the company and people know that you represent the company, in a way you're marketing it, whether it's conscious or not. So if we've empowered you with some concepts and stories, then you can do that even better. And so it really has widespread use. So basically, if I hear you correctly, you're stating that you're building the brand from their story. So it's almost like the, the story is the foundation, which essentially it really yeah. is. Um, it gets to the crux yeah. of why you started the business. Why are you doing what you're doing? Um, and mm -hmm. you're just building upon that and making that the whole brand of the business and whatever your marketing campaign or, or, or toolkit is going to be um, from that. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. And so getting this out from there, I mean, it really does appear to be that it really starts the relationship building because we all do business with those in which we get to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when someone really gets to know your story, then that helps make that connection um, there with your potential clients going forward because, you know, if we started out the program, they either connect with you because they feel like, you know, you've been in their shoes or mm -hmm. your story mm -hmm. resonates with them because, you know, they're sympathetic to it. And so right. – Exactly. Um, you being able to build that out for them. Now, is this something that's a one and done or is it an ongoing process? So developing your foundational story or your content is 
probably about an eight week project um, that we work on with a client. And then once you have it, um, you're set for a while. I would say that, um, you know, every five years at the longest, you want to revisit it because your business evolves and key concepts may change. It's a good idea to just sort of review it internally every year. And then I would say every three to five years, we usually go back in with a client and we do a little bit of work together to determine if it still fits or if we need to revisit it and create some new content. So what we do is we start and we build the foundational narrative. Um, and that's a really great foundation or anchor to start with. Then we work with a client to build their marketing strategy. And so that can also take about eight weeks as well, where we're really looking at all that they've done, um, all that they'd like to do. If we work with them before, it can be very quick. But if it's new, we might want to do an audit of their marketing and communications efforts and see what has worked and where there might be opportunities. And then we create that strategy. And that's a yearly endeavor because every year you want to take a look and really strategically think about what am I going to do? What are my business goals? What's the mission of the company? And how do I um, choose activities that we have time for that will be fruitful and that will get us closer to achieving our goals? And to me, I'm a big planner and I love to, to be organized and know what's ahead. So that roadmap of what we're going to do month by month, what our content themes are every year, um, that's really helpful because it just streamlines your marketing efforts um, to such an easy uh, pace that, that there's no question. It just sort of becomes automatic and you feed it as it goes along. Uh, that is a very good point. And actually... I really want to stress, obviously, depending on when your company year-end is, um, you really should be going through doing your business planning for the previous year. So, you know, if your fiscal year ends in October like ours does or your fiscal year ends in, you know, calendar year December or whatever, you should probably want to start the quarter before mm -hmm. so that you know put the things in place that you really want to mm -hmm. happen for the next year, whatever goals that is. And obviously mm -hmm. marketing should play a part of that because you have to consistently market and have your funnel being filled on a consistent basis in order for mm -hmm. you to remain competitive. Um, it's not a yep. one and done. Mm -hmm. I had the pleasure of, of, of I know Len um, from our Goldman Sachs, uh, and yep. so Lynn was in my cohort, and so we know the importance of, of how much was dwelled on us in our financials, which is part of my background, too, besides teacher, um, on there, uh -huh. the important role that that plays in not having, having a living business plan, you know, not just mm -hmm. doing a business plan to just say that you've done one, but have a business plan that you actually are implementing. And yes, throughout mm -hmm. the year, you should be making tweaks and different things to it. And when it comes to this mm -hmm. marketing portion of it, if you had a professional like Lynn on your team, Lynn would be able to help you make those tweaks within there. So maybe you started out with one particular marketing strategy, but you see that something else, you know, might be going a little bit better. So you may want to move around some marketing dollars, and Lynn would be a great person um, to assist with that, correct? Well, absolutely. You are just the best marketer for me. Thank you, Felicia. I really appreciate that. It is. but And, and that was one of the other things that we learned, obviously, um, you know, throughout there. And any, any type of, of business programs that you go into today, it helps to stay in our way. I am not a marketing yeah. person. <laughs> okay. Sure. I'm an HR and a financial person. And things that are outside of our way, they always tell us, you get another professional to be on your team to handle that. And so it's Absolutely. easy to say, Lynn can handle that. You know, and so <laughs> that's, that's because that's what we do. If we want to concentrate and focus on the things that, you know, we're good at, um, and and uh, products and services and making sure that we're providing those, we can't wear all the hats if we're going to scale our business. And that's one of the wonderful things about, you know, the program that Lynn and I went through. If we're going to scale our business, you can't be a jack-of-all-trades. Yep. 
Well, it's really interesting, Felicia, because um, marketing is one of those things that absolutely everybody needs to do, but you can't always tangibly uh, justify the expenditure. And especially in the beginning, you know, I find that when I begin with a client, it's a lot more labor intensive and thus it's more expensive to get everything in motion, set up some processes and some organization. And then it becomes a well-oiled machine to the point where, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer to create a marketing strategy for a year once you already have some things in motion. And I have found that with my customers, when they look back, they say, absolutely, this was a great investment and it has proven to bring us new customers and we're so busy, we can't keep up with it. We're hiring new people, which is beautiful, but it's a very hard thing to see, you know, that this comes from that. And so, you know, it, it, it's, it's, people have said to me, I think I need your help. I'm just not sure what you do. <laughs> and I just say, marketing is like that. It's, it's all of these different things together that if you continue in a consistent manner, over time, you will see more inquiries, more customers, more uh, revenue, and you'll just, it, you'll see that flow. But it's the kind of consistent, steady grind and build that happens over time that you can't neglect, but you can't necessarily put your finger on it and say, this one thing I did built my business. It's a whole effort. And so you end up adopting a marketing mentality you know, so where you say, um, I know I do a great service or product and the world is better for me doing this, but if nobody knows about me and nobody understands the, the benefit and the value of what I'm doing, um, it, it just falls on deaf ears. We're not going to go anywhere. And that's where marketing comes in. So um, it's important to have either somebody on your team or a consultant outside of your team or both. Um, sometimes you really do need both so that um, some things internally can happen with ease from the people who are in the trenches. But then you have some fresh eyes that come in and guide you in what you could be doing differently um, so that the world knows how wonderful everything that you're doing really is. It is. And it's something that, um, you know, I'm not sure if you have, but I know that I have seen or in individuals that say, you know what, I'm going to hang my shingle and I'm going into business and I'm going to do this. And they just think by just, you know, hanging their shingle out there that all of a sudden everybody's going to be knocking on their door to do business with them. And Mm -hmm. nothing happens and nothing happens and nothing happens and they're wondering, okay, what's going on? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Well, they don't realize mm-hmm. that individuals, number one, they're looking to know your story. And number two, in, in, in telling your story, they want to know, have you been proven yet? And so mm-hmm. by having the proper marketing out there as far as telling your story, that's when you get to differentiate yourself um, from your competitors because no one has mm-hmm. an isolated business that say. You're the only one that does this, you know, or that. It's not that way. And so if you go into it realizing you have to know what is your differentiator. Mm-hmm. What is your differentiator be, from your competitor? Absolutely. And there may be more than one. Um, and so okay. you have to understand what really, what really makes you special, um, what makes you stand out. Because, you know, listen, I'm in an industry – marketing, communications, public relations, there's tons of people who do that. And um, I do it in a unique way. There are certain customers that are a really great fit for me and my company. And um, there's lots of business to go around. And there are lots of people in this industry to serve those who need the help. And so it just depends on your chemistry, what you're looking for, um, what your expertise is. You know, we specialize in working with small to mid-sized companies, with entrepreneurs, um, nonprofits, schools and universities, that's our sweet spot. And so we've done a, a lot of different client industries over the years, and that's really where we've settled. And um, so I readily will refer um, a potential client to somebody who might be a better fit, and they do the same, um, because I do believe there's enough work to go around. You just have to find that right fit so that we're really excited to share your stories, and so we do it really well. And so um, it's really important. It's like dating a little bit. You have to find that right chemistry to, to make the the consulting relationship work. 
And I think you said something that's very important, uh, and hopefully people caught up, you know, caught it, um, was that mm -hmm. recognizing every client or customer is not your client or customer. Right. And knowing your story helps you determine it. Now, I know for some that if you're just starting out, you're just looking at, I'll take anybody, you know, just any and everybody, <laughs> you know, yep. uh, just to get out the door. But you'll quickly yep. realize that for those that are not a good fit for you, it's better mm -hmm. for you to end that relationship so that you can focus on those that are fit for you because they're in your lane. They, you, they, you, both of you have that established relationship. And so mm -hmm. you will be able to service them a whole lot better than those that are not like you or your ideal client. It'll be less mm -hmm. energy and everything um, for you, mm -hmm. you know, when you come to there. And so um, on the, the, one of the things that we used to do on the financial side of our business is that we would believe in purging our clients. Mm -hmm. We would purge mm -hmm. our clients for those that were not just not a good fit, but maybe mm -hmm. those that we feel someone else can service them better because our mm -hmm. focus may, our business are, is growing, and we may want to mm -hmm. make sure that everyone receives the amount of attention that they deserve mm -hmm. and should, should receive. And so mm -hmm. they may be lower tier clients or something of that nature, then we will just pair them with an associate mm -hmm. or something that could give, have the time to give them that time and the attention mm -hmm. that they needed so that we could really focus on the other core portion of our business. And Absolutely. So you know, it's, it's really important to know when you're at your strong suit and when you're not. Um, and every relationship has a duration. You know, so we have clients that stay with us for a really long time. And we've had, um, we've had clients be with us for, you know, seven years and then they finish and it's, it can be sad, but it feels like um, it was worth it. You know, like we really, we, we ran our course, we um, were happy about it and we wish them well um, so that they can go on to somebody who's better suited for them at that time. And I think you have to, it's a real strength to know when you've done all you can do and now it's time for them to move on to somebody else. It is. It is. I mean, it, and I can tell you personally, every time that I've purged my business and, and I will always work with everybody to make sure they get settled correctly and properly and all of that, every time mm -hmm. that I've done that and purged the business um, there. I've always tripled my business right after that because I can go and focus on the, the core individuals or client base that I know mm -hmm. deserves more attention than, you know, someone that's taking up so much more extra time than they should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and, and so and, and, we can triple yeah, our Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. So, so true. So now for those that want to contact you, Lynn, give us your contact information again for those that may have joined us even late. Yeah. So how, how would they get sure. contact? Yeah. So I'm Lynn Galadner and I own um, and run Your People LLC. Our website is yourppl.com. That's Y-O-U-R-P-P-L.com. Um, you can reach me personally at Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, at yourppl.com. And um, anytime you have a marketing PR communications question, I'm here to answer it. And if we're a fit, I'd love to work with you. And if we're not, I'll introduce you to the pe person who is. So uh, I'll look forward to that. Awesome. And so just to do a quick recap, the, tell us again the importance of telling your story. Yep. So it's really important to know who you are and why you're doing what you're doing. And that is where your foundational narrative comes in. That is your history, how you came to be, um, how you've evolved over time, who the humans are behind your brand. And um, it's really important to sort of articulate that along with your goals and your mission and vision. And we have a real unique way of looking at that. And then we use a simple formula to grow business and build brand awareness. And that is storytelling plus relationships plus higher purpose. 
And it always translates to more business, more brand awareness, and uh, greater success with everything that you're trying to do, as long as you have that consistent, steady storytelling and build. Awesome. Okay, so now to take this a little bit further, um, once we've done the, the storytelling and you've done the interviews and they've gone through that process, going into mm-hmm. looking at the different you know, avenues that we can use those pieces, mm-hmm. would you put the interviews of the interview of the individuals that your clients of your customer um, on a video? Would you make a video out of it or what would you do? Is that possible? Oh, absolutely. You could definitely do that. You could take a lot of this. It depends, you know, where you want to take it. I find that the initial fact finding is really um, enlightening. And so we have, I usually take notes and, and talk um, on the phone with people. Um, and then I have documents that tell us what their perspectives are. Usually it becomes really apparent in those interviews who are the best spokespeople for your brand and who might not be. You know, I've discovered in interviewing um, some of the constituents for clients that, you know, this person has some negative things to say. And so we need to do a little bit of media training and a little bit of um, damage control before we let that person be a representative for the organization. So that's really enlightening too, because you just don't know how people feel deep down. And um, so that's important to find out. And then you can go back to those people and say, hey, could I? Could we do a 30-second interview or a minute-long video, and then we can put that on the YouTube channel, use it on social media, maybe share it on the website. Um, and that, that really gives you a lot of ideas and insights and, frankly, subject matter for your marketing activities during the year. So that's a great, a great use for it. Okay. Would you utilize any of it inside of a newsletter or anything like that? Yep, that's one of our favorite tools. So we do, in fact, it's a great... Um, great invitation to talk a little bit about some of the the channels that we use for these marketing activities. So an email newsletter or print newsletter is a wonderful tool to stay in front of people who want to hear from you. And um, again, in a newsletter, anytime you have a call to action for the person receiving it, it's really important because it gives them a connection with the stories that you're telling. And when you can feature humans, when you can show people who are better because of your existence and the work that you do. So sharing some of these stories, profiles maybe of the people it promotes them, gives them a platform, but it also shows the connection with your brand. So that's really important in a newsletter. We do a lot of monthly newsletters for clients, um, and we also advise schools when they want to send out a weekly newsletter on best practices and how they can um, create a newsletter that people are going to open and read and click on. And so that's one great tool. Um, You know, blogging is something that I'm a huge fan of. I'm a a writer at the core. I was a journalist before I got into this field. And so any chance I have to write, I will embrace. But a blog is um, a tool to build your SEO, your search engine optimization on your website so that you come up higher in searches because you have frequent original content that makes sense with your brand and your website. Um, It also provides an opportunity for thought leadership. So you can share um, people's voices and expertise from within the company, from your constituents, which is a great marketing approach. If you feature a customer or a board member or something on your blog and you ask them to share it uh, amongst their circles, they're likely to do so because they're so happy that you've decided to feature them. And then all of a sudden, all of their people know about your company, which is a beautiful growth. To the, to the marketing. And so that's a really organic and, and natural way to do that. Um, so a blog is a great place for some of these stories. We do media relations, which is when you're pitching radio, TV, print, blogs, podcasts like yours, Felicia, um, and say, hey, we have this great person, this great story. Why don't you do an interview? And that's, a, again, a win-win for everybody. And then social media and your website are great places for these stories um, because you need to be where people are And so the more you can share inspiring stories, inspiring people, um, outcomes of the work that you do, the the more it furthers the brand story in a really meaningful and natural way. So those are some of the channels that we use for all of this content. And and there are more, too. So how, how do you determine what channel is best for your business or industry? That's also a really great question because um, I always advise people just because something exists does not mean you need to be on it. 
So we say like, look at social media, for example, probably you're going to need to be on social media in some way, but it's really important to choose the one or two platforms that are the best fit for your business and where your customers are. And that means that you're deciding not to be on some other platforms. You know, for example, my kids love Snapchat, but you could not pay me to be on it. It's just not where my customers are. It's not where my people are. And so I understand why I wouldn't want to be on Snapchat, but it's really important that my company be on LinkedIn so we can network amongst other professionals, that we be on Instagram because that is a huge visual storytelling platform. Facebook is a place where a lot of our customer base congregates. Um, Twitter is a lovely place to pick up connections with journalists and build a personality for an individual. So we understand different platforms have different uses and different audiences, and we choose the ones that fit for us. So, you know, a weekly newsletter is a lot to take on. If you're a school or a university, it makes a lot of sense because students, parents, um, constituents really want to hear from you. But let's say you're alumni, they don't want to hear from you every week. So maybe your alumni newsletter is once a month or quarterly so that you stay in touch, but you don't annoy them to the point that they disengage. And so um, if you're a business, a monthly newsletter probably serves your purpose and you stay in front of people on a regular basis. They know that they're going to hear from you every month, but it's not so much that they get sick of hearing from you and they unsubscribe. So again, we take a look at all the options and we see what is of most of interest and applicable to the, to the client. And then we decide we're going to take baby steps. We're going to start with one thing and then maybe in six months we'll add another and we'll really do it well so that we can have optimal outcomes and it's not a waste of time or resources. Okay. Awesome. And so now once they determine, you know, between there, that actually helps them with a budgeting standpoint to know where to put their marketing dollars. If they're looking at, um, you know, the website, and, and I know a lot of them talk about doing advertisements on different um, areas, what is your sentiment about advertising, be it on LinkedIn or Facebook or any of those things? What perspective can you give to a client when it comes to advertising? You know, so advertising is a really yeah, it's a tricky conversation because advertising can be very expensive, and nowadays there's no guarantee that it's going to pay off. Um, simply because there's so many communication channels and mediums, and so um, we do advertising for a few clients, um, and we are really judicious in what we recommend. So. Um, the first thing with advertising is consistency and repetition. You can't just do like one radio spot on public radio or one month in a magazine. You kind of have to be in for the long haul. And so you decide, you know, where is your best audience going to be? And then you need to sign on for a chunk of time to really give it your best shot. So that time length is going to determine uh, what you can do because the more you advertise, the more it costs. Um, that's really important. And then um, we have to think about what the goals are for advertising. So is it just brand awareness? Is it to get them to engage in some way? Um, so there's a call to action. There's an event, let's say, or a deadline for something. Um, then you can sort of be heavy in that period of time beforehand. Um, you know, and then you, then you look at the platform. So like um, Facebook advertising is often um, a better investment than let's say Google AdWords. Google AdWords it, it, so there's a science to it. And we have partners. Um, there's actually a gentleman from our cohort from Goldman Sachs, Walt Conger, who's great at this. And this is what he does every day. So if you want to engage in Google AdWords and try to come up higher in general Google searches, it's best to speak with somebody like that who knows the ins and outs and the, the techniques behind it and can really monitor it for you. Um, but Facebook is something that you can do or we can help with um, because it's more targeted. And maybe the goal is simply to get them to your page and to build your page numbers or to boost an event. That's it's really a lot easier. So again, you know, you, you think about what is the purpose, what is the goal, and where are the people going to be? And then you decide um, what you're willing to budget for it. So print advertising is really expensive, same with radio and TV. And if that's something that you want to engage in, you, you have to be realistic about what you can afford 
and what you're hoping the outcomes will be. Because um, I just can't promise that a print ad or a radio ad is going to translate to more business unless you're in it consistently and over a long period of time. So um, you really have to, to step back and let time do, do its work, really. Exactly. And I forgot about what I'm going to have to invite Walt to actually do a session on Google AdWords. So thank you for reminding me that Walt and Rich. Um, are yes, 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 yes. Yes, from our, our cohort. Um, and in fact, Walt, Rich is in my growth group. So definitely for those two um, to give us more insight. Because I'm not sure if, you know, us outside of that marketing field really understand what it takes to either, number one, build a following or get your message out there in, in everything that's involved. It is, I think we've gotten to the point where we know it's not a one and done, um, that it's right. something that takes time. But I still, you know, and, and maybe it's just me, I still have this impression that the best way to build a following, be it from LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, is just to build it organically um, there because that way you really do have a true following, um, not those that are just picking up or, or, or the per clicks or anything like that, which I'm quite sure Walt or Rich would be able to provide us with more information on the per clicks and all those things and explain that to us a little bit more um, clearly. But Yeah, it's um, really interesting. Go ahead. It's really interesting, and you bring up a great point. So there are no shortcuts to marketing and public relations. It is a long haul. You have to sit back and be ready for the ride, and you have to participate. And so, um, you know, like I can get you on TV, I can get you on the radio, but that does not mean that over the long haul you're going to grow your business. That means that for a few days people are going to be really excited that they saw you, and then they're going to forget about you. And so you have to consistently be in front of people. And when it comes to building a following on social media, um, it's really hard for somebody other than you to do it for you. Now, they can guide you, they can help, but you have to participate. And um, it's really important that it, it represent you and who you are, that you respond to people when they engage, that you, you have a personal nature. I mean, social media is a social construct. It's something that is personal by nature. And so you have to be willing to be involved if you want a real following and you have to be out there on a regular basis. And, you know, something else that's really important for marketing. Um, and I, I'll admit, I tend to be more of a homebody. I like to, um, you know, be in my sweatpants on the couch with my kids as opposed to going to networking events. But I force myself to go out there because it is so important to have that human connection. So with all of the different things that we can do, e-blast blogs, um, social media, media relations, everything that we do for people, we still have to be face-to-face, hand-to-hand. We need to have conversations. We need to build actual relationships. That's the way that business grows. So the more that you can go to networking events or you can speak at a networking event about your expertise, that's part of marketing and public relations as well. Um, the more that you can collaborate with other companies and refer to one another and be in person, the more likely you are to build your business. And that's just the long and short of it. So um, you have to be willing to do the work. You're absolutely right. It is. I mean, and, and just to, I guess, to be transparent, I'm same thing with me. I'm, I'm just busy. I'm constantly doing something. Um, I have not been um, that much involved um, from a social media or just marketing period um, in place. Mm-hmm. I've always mm-hmm. had referrals on the financial side of the business. Everything is a referral base. I haven't even, don't mm-hmm. even really market it. And same thing ended up happening from the HR side. But what I found out is that it really came from me being out in the community with those centers of influence. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, once I did establish and set up a LinkedIn account, I mean, in the matter of over a weekend, I had like over 500 requests just out of the blue just because I opened up the account. So it took nothing yeah. for me to be over a 1,000. And I do no marketing, did no marketing or anything whatsoever. 
So once, you know, <laughs> started doing marketing or things like that, then yes, you grow and expand from there because now I'm making a conscious effort to do it. Yes. You know, but the main point, it really had to do with me as an individual being out there prior to all these other years, all these other, you know, yes. years way before and people knowing and people referring and because the best client is a referral because yes. they, they know, you know, they know you, they know what you're looking for and because they've done business with you and they trust the person that's referring you. And yes, so, exactly. you know, and all sides of our, my, for us, all sides of our business, over 90% of it comes in by referral. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, just as you stated, telling our story is huge. Making sure that people know our story um, mm-hmm. and know our capabilities and what we're able to do. And not only that, our brand. And what the, yes. the expectation um, is of it. I mean, I know for certain that even if because of, of the image and the reputation that I've established, you know, there within the community, if I have an employee that do something that does not meet that expectation, I'm getting a phone call immediately. Yes. 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 Because they're like, oh, no, 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 this doesn't meet the standard. I totally agree. It's really, it's important. Yeah. You have to be there. The only way that you build business is with interaction, you know, getting involved in professional associations, sitting on boards, um, just getting involved in the community and and being there as a resource. Um, It's really important. Sometimes it's even volunteering your time because it's the right thing to do and you believe in a cause, but it's going to lead you to connections and relationships which is going to grow your business. So, you know, like I talk about storytelling, relationships, and purpose, when there's a purpose to what you're doing every day, um, it, it has a meaning and you can transcend typical transactions and really connect and make the world a better place. Likewise, part of getting your brand out there is, is purpose-driven engagement. So if you are um, volunteering or sitting on a board because it, it, it's a meaningful pursuit for you, your business will benefit from it, but it can't be because you want your business to benefit. It has to be because you want a life filled of purpose. And, and okay. in the end, that's going to lead you to grow. It will. It will definitely lead you to grow because, I mean, as you're stating that, and, and I always call this, this is during that time frame where you're investing in yourself and where you have mm-hmm. that short-term inconvenience for long-term success. Because I can think back 30 years ago, where basically from 30 years all the way up through today, we're serving on boards and helping fundraisers and teaching, you know, others on boards on how to do philanthropy and how to have, you know, those different ones be able to give to the organization and raising $45 million, $50 million for different organizations to stay in existence and People get to see, you know, your the culture that you want. They get to see your values. And mm-hmm. even though you may not have direct contact with them, you know, for over mm-hmm. years, if they know mm-hmm. what you're still doing, they, they mm-hmm. still send customers to me. They still mm-hmm. send individuals to me. And it's not just here in Michigan. It's like all over. And so what you do is you end up over the years, you're able to actually have a sales force through everybody you come in contact with. Yep. Yep. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. And so it's just about building a meaningful life. That's how you build a successful business, ultimately. It is. It really is. It's really about having a meaningful life and one that, that you can be proud of that you've built and you've established and you can stop and take a look at it and say, hey, I played a part in that. And something that mm-hmm. others can get to know, you played a part in whatever it is. I mean, and being a good community leader or a partner and knowing that that's really what, 
you know, your, your, where your values are, what your business is about. I mean, they really mm-hmm. get to know you. Yeah. Yep. It's very true. It is. And so now for others, we're coming down to our last few minutes. So I want to make sure, sure that people know how do they get started with you? Tell me what you mean by that. How would they get started with us? How do they start a relationship with you? How do you, you know, do they just contact you? Is there an onboarding um, process that you have with them? What does the, what does the process look like? Once they contact you or make the initial call, what is the next step? Okay. Makes a lot of sense. So yes, what we need to do is just start a conversation. I want to learn a little bit about who you are and what you're doing what your goals are, your dreams, and then see if it's a fit. I want to learn about the business. And we talk about those things. And then I want you to get to know me and how I work, how my team works, how we support people so that it can be a win-win. And so it starts with a conversation. Maybe we meet, maybe we meet in person, maybe we meet over a Zoom call, depending on where in the country you are. And, um, and we start from there. And, you know, I have found that that face-to-face is super important. And so we, um, you know, we, I, I go the extra mile to meet with potential clients. So for example, we just started working with Toronto Waldorf Academy and I, in October, we had been talking for a while. Um, we were talking about quite a big contract and I thought it was really important to invest in spending time with them in their setting. And so I booked a train ticket and I went up to Toronto and I spent a full day at that school learning about its background, about its key players, um, hearing their concerns, their desires. And that was on me. That was an investment in potentially working with them. And it paid off. We ended up signing a contract. We're just starting with their marketing audit right now. And it's going to lead to foundational content development and then to helping them with their marketing. And we're going to do a variety of things, um, both for them and in coaching them to do it themselves which I believe very strongly in because um, I don't think that every organization needs to outsource its marketing and public relations. It is something where we need to um, see where we can certainly help you more than you can do internally. And then um, what you can do yourselves, we want to make sure you do it really well and with confidence. And so we do do a lot of coaching of um, employees of companies to guide them in um, doing it themselves. And so maybe it's an hour or two a month as opposed to we do it for them and they become empowered and and they can run their show. And that's really important, especially when it comes to um, social media, for example. It it has to come from within, even if it's in partnership, if you want it to be authentic and successful. Now, I know that you hold different uh, marketing sessions too as well. How do how would someone find out about the different marketing sessions um, that you do hold and events? Yeah, so one of the things things I love to do is um, have seminars and retreats that empower people to really run with what they want to do. So um, in 2020, we're just working on our roster right now. So I would uh, check in with our website, again, yourppl.com, and sign up for our newsletter. We send out a monthly newsletter, and any opportunity that we have will be there. Um, And we also post events on the website that you can register for. Um, We are looking at doing um, some Find Your Voice workshops. So that's really going to help guide people to develop their story, their their narrative for their organization, um, which is going to be more that they'll carry it and we guide them as opposed to us doing it for them. But that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, And then we're going to be doing some purpose-driven retreats as well, where people um, really take a look at, you know, am I doing what I want to be doing, where my sweet spot is, Um, or do I need to sort of develop my business concept a little bit so that um, it it better reveals what I was put on this earth to do. And so there will be a bunch of different seminars in 2020 um, that people can sign up for. And that's a great way to gain some skills without breaking the bank. And that's why we do them. So I would just stay in touch so that I can let you know as soon as some of those are available. Awesome. And so now, um, thank you so very much for joining us, Lynn, this morning. You've left us with so much valuable information and food for thought for 
creating our own marketing strategy um, going forward. And so thank you for taking the time um, to share with us the importance of really telling our story and letting others know our story through, you know, all of our media vehicles um, that we may take, a, you know, advantage of um, or what's fit for sure. our business. So thank you again. And so I want to let the audience know that you can listen to our podcast, obviously, here um, every Wednesday. But you also can listen to our podcast if you miss us on Wednesday, that you can pick it up and listen to it on iTunes and on Google Play and Spotify and wherever else that you um, like to listen to your podcast, you will now find us there. And so we hope that um, you will subscribe to our channel and so that we will get the opportunity to hear from best practices from other business owners like Lynn who share valuable information with us from week to week. Again, if you need um, for marketing services, definitely reach out to Lynn. Um, Lynn is a wonderful business owner in person. That I know um, for certain <laughs> firsthand myself. Um, and I know that I have no doubt and no reservations about recommending her because I know that she will take very good care of you mm-hmm. and your business. Well, thank you she will so take much. Your, you will. You, she will take care of your business as if it was her own. And make just as much of an effort and investment in your business as if it was her own. And so definitely um, do not hesitate to contact her if you have any type of marketing needs. And obviously, we're here for you, too, if you find that if you have any HR needs going forward um, there into the new year, um, definitely reach out to us and take a look at the different marketing things that we have if you are a business owner. And you need to have a little bit more information when it comes to the HR side. Realize starting in January of 2020, we will be offering HR courses and classes that are from the uh, Human Resource Certification Institute. We will become their first uh, Southeastern Michigan, actually the only Southeastern Michigan um, institute that will be offering online and face-to-face courses for business owners, as well as if you have someone in your business that is taking on that HR responsibility, definitely send them to the initial course. It's called the APHR. That person can decide to go on and actually get a certification in the course if they decide they want to. But it's more important that they actually get the information so that you know what you're, you know, held to when it comes to an HR standpoint. Um, Because there are no other classes that teach you what you should and should not do. And this is what this class is designed to do. If you have an HR professional in your organization but they are not certified, obviously only a certified professional can really have a seat at the table to actually understand your strategy and what you're trying to do from a business structure. And so please encourage them to also attend the course. But more importantly, definitely continue to join us to get the information that we do provide. And so for more information on anything that we have, go to our website at everythinghr.net. That's everythinghr.net. Or give us a call at 586-461-1400. Again, thank you again for joining us, and have a great day. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 